This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today I have another very special guest with me, Dr. Adam Epscamp. He is a chiropractic doctor, very experienced, also a very experienced group fitness instructor, has been in the health and fitness industry for such a long time, close to 20 years. And today we're going to talk about what a chiropractor actually does. Um, the services that they provide, but also he's been working closely with me in relation to assisting with my sleep and posture correction. So we're going to delve into that and how um, adjustments on the body can improve your ability to sleep better. So this is a great in-depth podcast with a lot of good value, a lot of good content. So I really appreciate Adam for his time and I cannot wait to share this one with you. So without further ado, let's get on with it. This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. All right, Dr. Adam Epscant. I think I said that right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, mate. Welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for giving up your time. So <laughs> I, I wanted to chat with you because obviously, um, you know, this podcast is all focused around health and fitness of varying degrees and uh, chiropractors, something that I didn't know a lot about until I approached you. Um, so I thought, let's let's dig deep into this subject matter and talk about the service you provide, but all the benefits that can come from it too, yeah? Totally, yeah. But do you want to give us a, a quick background in terms of you, your education and how you came? Because you do a lot of other stuff too. You're well yeah. entrenched in health and fitness. I've you, so. squeezed a lot in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. so. So take us back a little bit and just introduce yourself in terms of what you do, background, and then where you are now. So um, I guess my journey began really as a teenager Mm. and I was pretty like fit and athletic and surfing and all that sort of stuff um, early on and then I got my driver's license and thought eating food and ordering alcohol from the car was pretty amazing. Um, so that's how the story started. So you started Uber Eats before it actually came around. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um, and I got big, like real big, like yeah. fat big. So yeah, okay. I was like 115 kilos. Whoa. And um, and that was affecting what I love to do as far as activity goes, mm. um, surfing in particular. And there was one day where I was down, I'm from West Oz, but um, I was down the Southwest, my favorite surf break. Mm. And it was it was like the day you dream of, you know, perfect, not many people there. Yeah, right. But by the time I paddled out, I was cactus. Yeah, like, wow. I was literally like, I am in trouble here. Oh. I'm so unfit, unwell, yep. unhealthy. Yep. And um, yeah, so that that was a really big turning point because I realized the decisions I was making at that point were affecting my health mm. and my fitness. Yeah, well. And I say it like that because I'm, uh, I'm an advocate of identifying that health and fitness are two very separate things. Mm. They can be related, but they're very separate. Yes. Um, so I contemplated life in the water, you know, actually turned around and uh, paddled in and drove straight from the beach there. That was yelling up. So it took me three and a half hours back then to drive back 
up to Perth and I walked into Craigie Leisure Centre and I literally had I sat on my feet and asked for help. I wow. Like, I need help. Yeah, really. You know, so, and then I got an appraisal that day. Um, so I went home, got my shoes, came back for the appraisal. And that was back in the days where um, I say gyms were gyms, you know. Yeah. I had two um, trainers there, put me on the erg bike and, yeah, right. and did all the fitness testing and the step up and all that sort of stuff to get a real good baseline of where I was at. Mm. Um, and and so I got into fitness through that as far as the, the fitness industry, the health followed after that because I started to um, see the results. Now, in six months, I wasn't shredded to the bone and like you know, <laughs> chiseled jaw and all that sort of stuff, but um, I definitely had more confidence yep. um, and I was able to go get back into surfing and do the things I love to do. How old were you when you had that moment? That that, that was 19, 20 years of age. I was wow, okay. studying mechanical engineering at yeah, that right. point. Okay. Um, and yeah, that was the lifestyle where chip buddies and jugs of beer were yep. the, the standard lunchtime um, <laughs> nutrition. Yes. Um, and so uh, I was good at that. I was like, I'm a very scientific mind. Mm. Um, I was really good at mechanical engineering but I put that on hold because I didn't love it okay and then I actually went into audio engineering um, so I did that so it was about that time that this event stuff happened mm. um, I would have been 1920 and yeah realized that I had the opportunity to either take control or um, like some of my friends at that age and this is ridiculous now that I'm saying at, at I'm 40 now yeah. but at 19 years of age some of my friends just decided they were too old to surf <laughs> wow right yeah okay. I'm done I'm too old yeah. surfing's not for me anymore yeah right so I was lucky enough to have a different mindset to that and be like I want to still surf yeah. so um, that's why I asked for help sure um, so that was the age where that kind of turned around um, and, and I studied audio engineering got into audio engineering but back then this is 20 odd years ago so I got to work at like big day out and all that oh, yeah. sort of stuff and, yeah cool but that's a it's a terrible job yeah, because you're setting up like those those shifts were 23, 24 hours. Wow. Right? You bump bump them in, yep. set it all up, mix across the day. You know, then you have to pack it all up when yeah. everyone leaves, and so the lifestyle was terrible. Yep. And back then you could still smoke in the pubs. Yeah. Um, so I'd go mix at, at a pub, and I wouldn't drink, wouldn't smoke, but I was inhaling all the smoke. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this is affecting my health. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I got into um, construction and um, took my skill set into electrical and um, comms technician sort of stuff. So I've got a construction background as well. Yep. Uh, but I was looking around then and I could see all these 40-year-olds, 45-year-olds with injuries. And I was like, I'm a bit of a risk taker. And I was like, well, I'm going to fall off a set of steps at some stage. So... You know, these guys still have 20 years of um, working left before they retire. And yeah. I was like, well, what's life look like for those guys? Yeah, 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 of course. So I had to, I made a decision. I was like, well, I'm not going to be in construction forever. Mm. I've got to make sure I do something where I can help people facilitate, you know, fitness and health changes. Yes. Um, and so I looked through um, everything from PT to human movement, to physiotherapy, and um, my chiro at the time said to me, he said, well, why don't you do chiropractic? You know, mm. I was like, well, and I said to him, I said, I'm not smart enough to be a doctor. He said, 
well, if you're smart enough to be a mechanical engineer, you're smart enough to do chiropractic. So yeah. um, that was that was the clinching moment. And right, six right, months okay. later, I was sitting in my chiropractic um, course at Murdoch University in Western Australia. Yep. That's a five-year course at uni, and yeah, well. um, it ran parallel with the veterinary science stuff as well. So we did a lot of comparative mammalian anatomy. So okay. Got to dissect dogs and pigs and oh, wow. all this sort of stuff, yeah. um, which kind of led to my interest in adjusting animals as well. So right. that's a pretty cool um, venture. Yeah. Uh, mainly because there's no ego involved. Yeah. Okay. Animals either get better or they don't, <laughs> and you know they're not trying to like not hurt your feelings and say, oh, you know, <laughs> it's just real, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. People, and people see it. And they're like, well, I took my dog to see him. Now my dog can run for the first time in years, yeah. you know, like there's obviously something in it. Absolutely. Um, and the pediatric population's the same. There's no ego involved, so mm. they either get better or they don't. Yep. Yeah. So I've got a pediatric focus as far as Cairo stuff goes. But yeah, so that's kind of how I tied that all in. So that's five years of Cairo. I did do a postgraduate pediatric yep. um, in chiropractic uh, study. That was, it's a two-year diplomat mm. because... When I first started, they only had the one-year certificate. Okay. And then they changed it to a two-year diplomat. Yeah. And now it's a three-year fellowship. Right. Um, but because they turned it to a two-year thing, I had to do it across three years because I'd done some of the modules. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. But it was kind of good because I got that spread across three years. Um, got more time to absorb the information all that sort of stuff. Yep. So that's the pediatric um, stuff there. But while I was um, at university... A good mate of mine was getting paid to exercise. Yeah, right. I was like, holy heck, like, how are you getting paid to exercise? So he was a group exercise instructor. Right. And I was like, well, I always wanted to be a PT as well. So I went back. I just did my Cert 3 mm-hmm. in um, group exercise instruction and, um, yeah, went on to do a whole bunch in the, the, the exercise industry. Yep. Yeah. So that was 2006, 2007. Yeah, well. And I've been working in the industry ever since. Okay. As both a chiropractor and a, and a fitness, fitness instructor. Yeah. Instructor, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. You Les Mills, um, what do you call it, accredited or? Yep, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, got my certification in multiple Les Mills um, programs. Uh, RPM was my first love, which is the, the stationary bike yep. journey. Um, then I did Body Pump, which is the barbell. Yep. Um, to music, CX Works. What else did I do? Sprint, which is a thirty-minute high-intensity training mm. on the bike. Yep. Um, I did Les Mills Bar as well. Yeah, right. Uh, so I've got a few, few feathers in my cap for Les Mills, and then more recently I did what's called Les Mills the Trip, which is a, it's a big screen. It's a like a, a, a virtual immersive, oh. um, where I'm still instructing. Yep. But there's a massive visual component to it. Oh, so that's cool. Slapping at a cinema and yeah, right. and riding bike at the same time. So, <laughs> hey, so that was yeah, that was my Les Mills stuff. Um, I was fortunate enough to be because I'm like my classes are quite enthusiastic, shall I say? <laughs> and um, I, innately, I bring a lot of um, education through. Sure. Uh, Les Mills valued that, and so I became a master trainer and presenter for Les Mills. And um, unreal. I only wrapped that up last year mm. in December. Um, because I've created my own program called Ride Revolution as yes, well, yes. Uh, which is a 30-minute high-intensity training session on a bike mm. also. Um, so that's just another 
business venture I've got on the side as well. Just something else to do. Just something else to do. <laughs> Squeeze that all in. Yep. Um, yeah, so that pretty much brings us, I think that's the big ticket items as far as my background. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of, I was fortunate enough to do a lot of the personal development stuff for Les Mills as well. Okay. What they call the advanced training. Yep. Um, uh, because I have a massive interest in it myself. Mm. Um, I, w- I had a good conversation with another colleague around Simon Sinek, which is definitely worth looking up. That's yep. your, your start with why, yep. what drives you, what motivates you to, to do what we do day in, day out. Absolutely. Um, and my why is to create remarkable experiences of mind, body and soul and celebrate what it means to be fit, able and healthy. I love it. Uh, so I'm pretty clear on that, yep. and there's multiple vessels that we can do that. Um, obviously, for yourself, you're a PT, mm. like that's your coaching. That's that's how you do your why. Yep. For me, it's through group exercise and through chiropractic. So, yeah, unreal. Um, and then, how did Ride Revolution come about? Well, that was you know, three years ago, shit hit the fan, and we all locked down. Right? We did. And, that's right. Um, Can't forget it. <laughs> a group exercise instructor was pretty much. Null and Chopped void. off at the, uh, yeah. at the knees, right? Yeah, so, yeah that's right. Um, I wanted to find another way to reach people through fitness, and so I started um, just an online class. And at the time, everyone was just filming it off their phone and yeah. had music in the background. I was just like, "This is shit." <laughs> like the end user experience was terrible. So was, there was no for me. There was no remarkable experience about that. I get that everyone had to pivot quickly. Yeah, of course. But I've got a background in audio engineering. There right? you go. Right. So I was like, yep. well, it's time to step know, it up. Blow the cobwebs out of that part of my brain <laughs> and stepped it up. So, yeah, started creating my own music yep. that could be used online, didn't have any copyright issues. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, high fidelity, like I've got a microphone on that's all recorded in. And, yeah, so the experience for the end user is heaps better. Unreal. So that's how that came about. How good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so my chiropractic definitely facilitates a lot of my side hustle stuff. Yeah. Um, but the side hustle is taking off as well. So yeah, it's fun organizing two businesses at once. And yeah. Having multiple people work under me and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. So let's um, let's dive into the um, the chiropractic side of things because I want to get into that. Yeah. Um, so explain, I guess, in layman's terms, what a chiropractor actually does, because I think that's. Uh, there's a, we were speaking off air just before, there's a lot of misconceptions, there's a lot of stigma, yep. potential in, in regards to what they do and they don't do. Yeah. You know, um, obviously I see you twice a week for adjustments, but um, there's a lot more to it than just yeah. cracking someone, isn't it? Correct, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a big difference. I'm big on language. Mm. Like I choose my language carefully because language is the one thing we can control. Yeah. Um, and if we choose it wisely, we can convey the message we want. Um, quite well or maybe not so well if we don't choose the right language <laughs> um you know and jordan Pedersen talks a lot about that sort of stuff is yeah be careful with how you phrase stuff what you say you 100%. know because the intention is there whether you know it or not mm. um but yeah so chiropractors we call it the chiropractic adjustment mm. and so most people will be familiar with probably referring to it as a manipulation yep our job what what makes us unique as a profession is um, is we look for what's called a subluxation pattern. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that? 
that is a misalignment in the spine that causes nervous system irritation. Right. So that's what we're looking for. Okay. If the nervous system isn't communicating well from your brain to your body, mm. then you can't function optimally. And if that goes on for long enough, you end up with disease. Yep. So that's what we look for. Um, chiropractors essentially are in the profession of um, detecting mm. and correcting subluxation patterns. Okay. Right. So that's it in short. Do we treat certain conditions? My answer is no. We look for subluxation, but mm. it just so happens that a subluxation pattern will cause diseases, right? Right. And so, you know, someone who has irritation in their spinal column at the base of the neck, mm. that will influence all the nerves that do the arm. Yeah, right? okay. And so if there's irritation there, people will experience numbness in the hand or weakness of grip strength, and they will often call that carpal tunnel syndrome, or they'll get, um, because they can't get the building blocks of the arm, they're more likely to have tennis elbow or golfer's elbow. Yep. Rotator cuff stuff starts show up, bursitis, all this sort of stuff starts show up mm -hmm. because the nerves from the neck to the arm are being irritated. Yep. Right? Um, and there's a difference between irritation, really, and then compression. Because mm. a lot of people love the, the like the pinched nerve scenario. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and, you know, people do talk about it because for average person, there's a lot to understand. Mm. Um, but it's been, you know, people refer to the, like, standing on the hose, not getting enough, like, information down there and all that sure. sort of stuff, which to a certain extent may happen. We can't really predict how the inflammation and irritation will um, affect the nerve. We just know that it will affect the nerves. Yep. Right? For some people, that means it'll make them more active. For mm -hmm. some people, it'll be less active. Yeah. Right? Okay. Makes sense. So it's not like you're choking out a hose every time. <laughs> it's going to be different for every, every, everyone's physiology. Of course. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the big one. Um, most chiropractors will focus primarily on the spine because that's the biggest bang for buck. Mm. Um, you know, of course, the brain and the spinal cord are housed by the spinal column and the skull. Yes. So most chiros will focus on those areas. Um, and we know that for with the biggest density of nerves that exists in the spine, the jaw, the upper neck. Um, so I understand why most chiros just look at the spine, but what you've come to notice with me is I'm adjusting extremities as well. Mm, absolutely. Uh, because the nervous system does extend all the way out to our fingertips and our toes. <laughs> it does. Um, so I'm, I kind of feel like if you're not looking at the whole picture, mm. you're missing some of the vital components that could be irritating the spinal column at the end of the day. That's fair. Yep. So that's my opinion on mm -hmm. the situation. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely adjust areas of the, the extremities, the hands, um, wrists, elbows, shoulders, collarbones in particular for a lot of people. Yep toes, ankles, knees, hips, because if they aren't working well, then the spine can't work optimally either. Absolutely, makes perfect sense. So hopefully that covered covered it at the end of the day. I reckon so, I reckon so. Now, obviously, you know, you call your little room at Silverback the Adjustatorium, didn't you? Is that Correct. what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, you know, people obviously see you multiple times, because these things, it, it's not a, a one fix, um, adjustment is it? it it's going to take like anything you know, like losing weight or like getting stronger it it's, takes yeah you know it takes time and time and time when you're working with physiology yep. right the way the body works everything's a process yeah i don't know anyone that's conquered fitness yet <laughs> i don't know anyone that's conquered health yet yeah because it's a practice yeah that's just right. like yoga like yep. yoga is a practice 
Um, you don't conquer these things, mm. but you practice it daily. Right? That's right. So the little habits we do. Absolutely. But we identify three major stresses. Like every stress comes under these three major categories. We've got physical stress, mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense to people. Yep. You fall on your butt, you have a boo-boo, like, yeah, mm-hmm. ouch. Yep. Um, and that's what we'd call a major physical stress. And everyone's looking for those stresses, right? Have I been hit by a car? Like, <laughs> did I fall off a roof? Like, mm. all that sort of stuff. Did I dive into a swimming pool that was too shallow? Yeah. Everyone's looking for the big event. The reality is the big event is the little things we do every single day. Yeah. Right? The way we drive our car, the, you know, the way we sit at a desk, the way we use our phones, all that sort of stuff. 100%. What we call micro trauma, mm. that has the biggest major effect. Because repetitive over and over it's and over again. Yeah. The little habits, that yeah, have, right, yeah, true. So that's um, that's what I look for. I mean, people are usually drawn in because there's a crisis. It's mm. like, all right, now I can't get out of bed, so I better go do something about it. Yep. And then they'll they'll blame something, you know, like oh, I picked up my suitcase the wrong way off the carousel. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, do you think it was the suitcase? Yeah. It was the 45 years of bad habits that you've accumulated up until that point. That's right. The suitcase was just the straw. Mm. Um, but that's, you know, I'm realistic about the fact that that's a big concept for people to, to like go, oh, so you reckon it was the rest of my life that did that? Yeah. That's a big jump. Of course it is. Because we're very mechanistic. Yes. We're very, we're like uh, one plus one equals two. Yep. So I didn't have back pain. I picked up my suitcase and now I've got, now back, I've got pain. back pain. Now I've got back pain, yeah. the suitcase. Yeah. Um, but the reality is it was your entire life before that. That's it. You know, yeah, and making that's... decisions. Now, so that's physical. Physical stress is, uh, is the like a major one yep I think in this day and age the biggest one is chemical stress mm. um, and that can be your environment the environment you live in like if you're in a mechanical workshop there's definitely chemicals and all that sort of stuff of course um, having worked in construction yep there's a lot that's changed you know I used to drill into concrete constantly and now we're all talking about silica and yeah, all this sort of right. stuff or yeah. you go back even further asbestos asbestos yeah um, we're going to find about all this sort of stuff over the next few years that 100%, we yeah. probably should have been wearing safety gear for, but yeah. we didn't know. We didn't, didn't know. know. No, no, you, don't, you only know um, what you know. And we're learning. So that's the environmental component. What you'll know really well is um, nutrition mm. or a lack of it, yep. more importantly. Um, nutrition is the biggest factor these days because I think we're eating food-like products, Yeah. not food. It's a very good point. We are. It looks like food. Yeah, it looks like food. It tastes like food. It smells like food. It's devoid of nutrition. Though. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that's probably, in my opinion, one mm. of the biggest issues. And we've got this really emotional connection to food as well. Like if we're if we're not having the the fun foods like Mexican or like yeah. burgers or pizza, yeah. like we feel like we're missing out on yeah. life. Yep, yep. And it couldn't be any more opposite. Mm. I think you're missing out on life if you keep poisoning yourself. Hundred percent. I could not agree more. Um, so yeah, I don't have to preach to you, but no. that's, that's, that's a message that's a consistent um, in the fitness industry yeah. um, and in the health industry, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm in gyms every single day mm. and I, I, I rarely shower at home. I'm always using the change rooms, but the noises I hear out of the, like, the, um, the toilet stalls, <laughs> right? You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
they shouldn't be making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Oh, um, dear. It's, it's horrendous. The smells, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's just like, that's not a healthy gut. No. Whatever you're shoving down there yep. is, is not working. No. Or at least it's making your life harder. Harder than you, it needs to be. It's not agreeing with you, no. Um, so bowel movements are a key indicator of health. Yep. If you're spitting at the bowl, it's not right. <laughs> You've got to change that. <laughs> um, so that's chemical. That's the, the quick yep. rendition of chemical. And then the other one's emotional. Of and, course, yeah. Um, I think we've seen this more significantly over the last three years because of the, the lack of connection, the yep. isolation, yep. the fear. Mm. Um, that has brought, and you know, there's a silver lining to the whole shit show that happened, yeah. is that mental health has become more apparent to people oh, so because of their experience yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a win uh, but we have to make sure that we are looking after ourselves and, mm. and, and it does manifest as physical like issues yeah, of course, right? okay, the relationship absolutely. between depression and anxiety and low back pain is significant mm. so significant yes um, now that's not the only like emotional stress, but you got financial stress, relationship stress, mm-hmm. lack of sleep stress. Like that's emotional stress as well. Yep. Um, you know, you, you name it. You think of kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, getting to work on time. Like they're all stresses. Mm-hmm. Running a business. That's a stress. Yeah. Um, that essentially stress out your nervous system and can manifest physically. Yes. So that's a big one that I think a lot of people struggle with. Because they're still looking for that big bang. You know? Absolutely. Where was the accident? You know, like, what yeah. did I do to make this happen? So We're very reactive, not proactive. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we wait for something to go pear-shaped before we respond. Right. This, we've, we've been trained that way. Yeah. You yeah. Know? There's absolutely. a pill for every ill is, like, essentially how our medicine has worked. Mm. Um, and if you're... And this is how I say it. Like, if you're in emergency, like... Medicine does some amazing stuff, yep. right? They keep you alive, mm. right? Or I'm going to choose my language here. They stop you from dying. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Right? Yeah. But if you're just dying slowly, mm. they don't know how to help you. <laughs> they, don't yeah. have a, they don't have a protocol for that. Yeah. You're like, all right, you know, that's within normal limits. You're not about to die on my watch. That's right. So... Um, on your yeah, way. Yeah. Healthy, yeah, because um, yeah, the range is like this. Yeah, 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 healthy enough. Yeah. So chiropractors will talk about the idea of like, um, you know, and we say, and I say it with convictions, like I'm saving lives. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now I'm not stopping you from dying, mm. but I'm saving quality of life. Absolutely. If we yep. can get your nervous system functioning well, you can do everything in your day better. Hundred percent. I, I, I would consider myself the same. Yeah. We take 10, 20 kilos off your frame. You're going to extend your life by 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, and this is yeah. this is fact. Yeah. This is fact. Yeah. We're not making this stuff up. No, that's exactly right. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that's they're the three big ones. And, you know, just to recap on that, it's physical, chemical, and emotional stress. Yeah. And that will manifest in the body in a subluxation pattern. So yeah, that's okay. what causes the misalignments. Mm. That's what we detect as chiropractors and correct them. Yep. Now, it's not like a stack of blocks. No. No. We don't put bones back in. Because mm. <laughs> right? if it was out, you'd be paralyzed. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. You know, do we improve the function of those areas? Yeah. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Mm. That's, the, that's probably the big take home. And so people come to chiropractic because they're experiencing stress yes. in their lives. There's usually a crisis that brings them in, like acute back pain, neck pain, yep. period pain, whatever it is. Sure. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of the, the 
like if you take it back to those three major stresses, mm. that's the cause. Yep. Right? It manifests in a human body as subluxation. We correct the subluxation, but we hope to coach you around those across time. Yeah, right? and that's, it. And that's and the key, isn't it? Time. Time. Everyone's in a rush. Yeah, we're all impatient. And there's a process to all this stuff. Yep. You can't... Now, and there's a discussion around this at the moment in the industry. I see um, a lot of physios talking about, because chiros will say, we can help you speed up recovery. Right. Right. And they want to poo-poo it. Mm. And they say, it can't can't happen. You cannot speed it up. Mm. And I'm like, well, let's make this relative. Can you slow it down? Good point. Yeah. The answer is shit, yeah, you can yeah. slow it down. Yeah. You make poor decisions, you, you, you like sugar, your glucose, yeah. like um, alcohol, you know, alcohol yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. You can slow down the healing process. So relatively, if you can slow it down, yeah, must be able to speed it up. That's it. Every opposite action has a reaction, doesn't it? That's it, yeah. 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 There you go. There you have it. So, um, so that's, do, yeah, I... I there's a natural history which a lot of practitioners will talk about. So, okay. you know, you, you sprain your ankle six weeks, you know, your, your jaw six to 12 weeks, hamstring six to 12 weeks, shoulders yep. six to 12 weeks. Mm. But there's a natural history that if you didn't do anything, it should be all right. Okay. Should be. Should be, yeah. Emphasize that word. Yeah. Yeah. And that's assuming that you've got all your little bad habits sorted out. Right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that rolls us into the next question in regards to the difference between physio and chiro. Because, we, again, all fair, we're talking about that and people's understanding of the two because they are quite different, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Um, physio is more, and correct me if I'm wrong here, more muscular related in terms of tears, um, inflammation, that sort of thing. Yeah. Would that be correct? Yeah. So physiotherapy is the... Um, I guess the study and management of movement patterns. Okay. Does that make sense? More yeah. of a movement-based approach yep. to everything. Whereas chiropractic, like based on the way I've described it, is more about getting the nervous system functioning well. Yes. Right? And then I kind of tie it together. For those who have ever done CrossFit, there's a pyramid you have to address first, mm. right? And this is the same in rehabilitation, be it chiro or physio. Yep that mobility is king yeah, or yeah, queen yeah. or whatever you identify as mm. these days. But if you don't have the mobility, yep. the exercises you do are going to be ineffective yeah. or you're pushing it uphill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll still get results, yeah. but you might be exhausting a lot of your like energy to yeah. achieve that movement simply because you haven't checked to see if the joints are moving. Yep. You know? And that, that does require hands-on like you i've measured stuff in the practice like i've got the little um digital uh algometer i think that's i don't even know what it's called anyway measures measures the angles of how everything is oh, that's moving. right yeah, yeah. yeah i remember doing that yep yep um so yeah and again that's one of my belief systems if you don't measure it you can't manage it 100 yeah you, you'll know this from yeah macros to calories weight measurements skin folds yeah. um so yeah so I, I'm, my opinion is that the two can coexist, mm. and they should. Mm. They should coexist because, and I'm like, I'm an advocate of it. Like, once people can move, I'm like, you need to be lifting heavy shit, mm. right? Because yep. I can get people through the like, like, let's get you to functional. Yep. But then you need to stimulate your nervous system. 
Absolutely. By some sort of training. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I just, I can't communicate. And this is, like, your listeners are going to be converts anyway. Yeah. But lifting heavy shit is integral for the nervous system to continue to adapt. Absolutely. Yeah. So I can get you the mobility, yep. right? And I can remove the subluxation pattern. Mm. Not entirely because you're going to do the same stupid shit that got you there. <laughs> right? That's, it's called human nature. Yeah, yeah it is. Ha- poor habits, yeah. That's why people see chiros for their entire life. Oh, yeah. It's because, well, yeah, I do do stupid shit every time. And, <laughs> and I like my little something-something on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, right. like, yeah. It's human nature. It's going to keep me keep me in business forever. Yeah. But once you have that mobility, then you need to move. Yes, so Cairo really could be set up in those early stages to get people moving, to assess them, mm. to get their nervous system working so well that when they go to physiotherapy, mm. it's going to work better. There you go. If you skip the Cairo, which most people do, and like the way the, the current medical system is based is they are pro-physio. Yes. Um, so they'll send people there. But now you're pushing it uphill, like I said, right? Yeah, Essentially, yeah, yeah. if you haven't got your nervous system functioning well and you haven't got your mobility functioning well, mm-hmm. you're still getting results, but you're driving your car with your foot on the brake and the accelerator at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like yeah. you're just going to burn the energy, burn yeah. the gas, wear out the pads yeah. faster, and you'll get frustrated with... The, I was about to say, you're probably throwing the towel. Because throwing the towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. you're not seeing the results fast enough. Yep. Or they don't have all the information. Correct, yeah. Um, what you'll know with me is I, I do x-ray everyone mm. um, because I can do a better job if I've got that information. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, I'm freaking good with my hands. Mm. I'm real good, but yep. I can't see everything. No. And there's so much variation in the human body that if you don't know, yeah. you're guessing. Yeah. And I don't want to guess with anyone's health. Hell no. Hell no. No way. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I'll do the x-ray so I can help people get a better result in a shorter amount of time unreal that's that's a key component and then we can move them on right now i do look after people because they love the results that they get yep once we've got them moving and they're being consistent consistency is king yes but i will recommend they go do the the follow-up stuff either with a physio or a personal trainer and get training yep and it's usually the major turning point and here's the reality, right? I'm mm. going to be honest. Yep. Is this existence isn't pain-free, mm. right? Every elite athlete is still dealing with something. Of course they are. Still dealing with something. Yeah. So this expectation to have no pain ever. Yeah. No. Nah. It doesn't exist. No, nah, it's not possible. It doesn't exist. No, nah, not in the world we live in. And in a Western culture, that's kind of the 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 goal, right? Yeah. Right? And every time someone fills out their paperwork, I just want to be pain-free. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh. That's that's a a novel like goal. Mm. It's not realistic. You can reduce it, but yeah. You can reduce it. Yeah. And yeah, like if there's an acute scenario going on, yep. then yeah, let's get you out of trouble. Yep. But you're always gonna be dealing with something. Yeah. So control those factors. In Eastern culture, mm. they celebrate discomfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You gotta have your discomfort so you can get some contrast or, or essentially some um, gratitude. Yeah, to appreciate the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. The highs and lows of life. Mm, and so right. training's the same, you know, relationships are the same. You've yep. got to have the good times and the bad times yeah, 100%. to give you perspective. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting a bit philosophical now. Uh, that's all right. That's okay. <laughs> Wherever it takes us, mate. Wherever it ta- oh, by the way, I've got my uh, reminder to, to attend your uh, session yet tomorrow. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for timing? <laughs> um, 
All right, so obviously I came to you because I was having trouble uh, getting quality sleep, right? And yeah. you, I think you put a post up on social media regarding the benefits of adjustment Correct. and then long-term sleep improvement. So do you want to go into that a little bit? I know you said it could take about four hours, so let's condense it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, sleep is obviously something that, you know, I speak to people all the time, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And, and it's, it's all correlated, you know, it's due to obviously lifetime of stress, kids, yeah. Constantly thinking, you know, um, devices at nighttime, all yeah. this sort of stuff. But yeah. through adjustment, you can obviously make influence. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So again, like sleeping is super important to um, reboot the nervous system. Okay. Um, and so that's, I mean, it ties into chiropractic really well. And this will go into some of the postural stuff that we want to talk about a little bit mm. as well. But there's there's two primary postures. Right, there's the nice upright posture, good curve in the neck, good curve in the upper back, good curve in your lower back, yep. which we call the anatomical position, mm. which is great for facilitating the parasympathetic nervous system. Yep. Right? What is the parasympathetic nervous system? That is rest, digest, and repair. Yeah. Or at university, because we don't say this to patients, it's for rooting, resting, digesting. <laughs> and repair, right? So, excellent. Um, Procreation is on the parasympathetic side of things, <laughs> yeah. which is really interesting because so many people have issues falling pregnant these days. Mm, true. Is a reflection on how fast, how like busy our lives are at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And if you put it in perspective, if you're being chased by a lion, mm. it's not a good time to get pregnant. <laughs> no, it's not. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So if you're constantly running away from the line because you're so busy, because yep. you're trying to do all the things, doing 30 hit sessions a week, and yeah. you know, like eating food on the run yep. and, and never slowing down, not getting enough sleep, mm. it's no surprise fertility rates are dropping. That's right. That's no surprise. Very good point. So our aim with chiropractic is to be able to get people into a correct posture so they can rest, digest, repair. Yeah. What we see, and this is pretty much 100% of the like imaging that I take, mm. like it would be rare, maybe in kids, but even that's starting to slide now because of the, the devices. Devices, yeah. Um, is we're seeing the sympathetic posture, which is head forward, yeah. rolled shoulders, yep. and that's okay because that's that's a fight and flight posture mm. if you are running away from the line you need accessory muscles for breathing so head comes forward it opens up the rib cage scalenes get tight yep. so you can lift the chest up and get more air in so mm. you can outrun the threat yep and then that they'll also set off your hormones as well so cortisol goes up adrenaline yeah, goes up mm. and that's the whole idea so you can get out of trouble yep they shouldn't be up all the time though god no they shouldn't be up all the time mm. this is what we see yeah um, and especially when it comes to fertility and that sort of thing as well, and sleeping, yep. um, is that cortisol steals from progesterone. Mm. It's called the cortisol steal. Yeah, right. Made from the same building blocks. So if you're chronically stressed, you're not going to have any progesterone left. You know what progesterone is? Yeah. It's progestation. That's what that does. That keeps you pregnant or yep. gets you pregnant. Gets you pregnant, yeah. But if you don't have any progesterone floating around, you can't get pregnant. Wow. Right? Yeah. And that's because we're chronically stressed. Yep. Now, cortisol as well inhibits serotonin. Yes. Right? Do you know what serotonin is great for? Keeping people asleep. Yep. Now, if you've got cortisol floating around, that's going to inhibit serotonin, decrease your serotonin levels. If you don't have enough serotonin, you're not going to be able to stay asleep. 
right? And yep. so that's one of the, the major factors that we find with people with forward head carriage and these busy lifestyles is they have too much cortisol, too much adrenaline floating around. Yep. And you can't get into a good sleep cycle no. because you pretty much or you're blocked you're, it. you're sleeping, but you're waking up tired still. Bingo. Yeah. 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 100%. So that's how posture plays into it. Of course, if we can get people functionally into a rest, digest, repair posture, mm. and that might be one, you have to be able to get it there. Yes. So that's my job is to improve the mobility of someone's spine, yep. remove the subluxation pattern, allow their nervous system to do the job. But then we have to practice that posture. Yes. So I'll have people laying on a foam roller to really open it up. Yep. Or you could do it up against the wall even, mm. if that's you know better for some people. But you have to have your, essentially your ears over your shoulders, shoulders over your hips, yep. these nice curves through the spine, puts you in rest, digest, repair. Mm-hmm. And that's how you calm the farm down so you can rest. But you've got to do it again consistently. Consistently. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. And every hormone in the body has a circadian rhythm. Mm. And what I tend to see is we've obliterated the rhythm yeah, and fatigued a lot of it, all right? Mm. Cortisol is meant to go up at the start of the day. Oh, of course. So we can get up and chase up food from a paleolithic point of view, yeah. right? Or like I like to say, get up and do your exercise first thing in the day. Yep. Shock the system. Cortisol goes up. Yep. Cortisol's amazing anti-inflammatory, mm. right? They've even made a synthetic one called cortisone, which yep. they inject into people. That's right. But then cortisol should come down at the end of the day because it does inhibit serotonin. Yep. So if it comes down, then serotonin can go up and you can get to sleep. Yeah, okay. Or stay asleep. Yep. Um, and what I've found, is, and, and there's been a lot of research on it, especially in um, shift workers. Yeah, true. Is that that circadian rhythm is cactus. Yeah. And that will shorten your life expectancy as well if mm. you are in this chronic sleep deprivation. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Um, so, and you, you'll know some of this, you, I'm sure you've experienced that the, you can use herbs and um, essentially different rituals mm. to coach the circadian rhythm again. Yep. Right? Um, the issue is if that we've had so much stress, then our circadian rhythm for cortisol becomes uh, poor. Like if your adrenal glands can't produce cortisol at the right levels it will just give you a little trickle all day long right right? and all night long yes so if it's trickling you don't have enough to wake you up in the morning Mm. so you're like oh i need my coffee put more pressure on the (laughs) like adrenal glands but and that'll give you a little spike Mm. right but then you crash down again pretty much yep and so you still got this little trickle of cortisol and that's just high enough now that through the night it's going to interrupt your sleep yeah so as a chiropractor, yeah, we know that if we get you adjusted regularly, we can start to change that hormonal profile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been my experience that while we can have a significant difference, it's all the other little things that you have to stack of in your favor. Course. yeah. So I'm not saying don't have your coffee. Mm. I'm just saying make sure you got strategies around it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So have your coffee, have your exercise first thing in the morning, mm. you know, get out in the sunlight, sunlight. do all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, and then get that cortisol up, but mm. then allow it to come down, mm. right? And um, funny enough, when we get super stressed, everyone's um, craving is carbohydrate. It right? is. Carbohydrate's a great way to get cortisol down naturally. Yes. Right? So we'll talk about that when it comes to nutrition is like, yeah, let's get some carbs in the evening so we can drive the cortisol down, help you get to sleep. Yep. 
Um, people will know this from the Christmas experience. <laughs> when you have all the food, yeah. you can't stay awake in no, the afternoon. No, you can't. You get very sleepy. You have the Christmas sleepy sleepy. <laughs> well, that's that's carbohydrates in full force right yeah, there. Absolutely. So that, that's what happens. And then um, there's a lot around sleep hygiene as well. Mm. Uh, you talked about the screens. Yep. Screens aren't the only thing. Like we know about the blue lights and the screens, and that's terrible because it's telling your brain it's daylight. Yes. Stay awake and do some work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We all keep staring at it. Yeah. Um, like the the TVs are blue screens. They are. When we grew up, we had the cathode ray tubes, the old fat back yeah, TVs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No blue light coming out of those bad boys. No, there wasn't. I couldn't get through a full basketball game. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Half time, I'm yeah, asleep and, yeah. I missed, and I missed out who wins. You know. <laughs> There was no like replay either back no, then. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Had to wait for the newspaper the next morning. Um, so, but that's not the only blue light. Now, LEDs, as inexpensive as they are and mm. great at producing light, to make things white, yeah. they add a lot more blue. Yeah, okay. So there's a whole heap of blue light coming out of LEDs uh, that we don't know. And you'll kind of know when you start, because you see LEDs on the other side of the highway. Yeah. And the lights kind of shimmer blue yep. when they drive past. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the blue light to make it white. Yeah, okay. So inadvertently, we're using low energy options, mm. which is keeping us awake at night. Yeah, there you go. Interesting, hey? It is very... What did we used to have? Incandescent lights. That's right. Yeah. What color was everything? Yeah. Yellow. Yellow or orange, yeah. Or orange. Yeah, Have yeah. you seen blue blockers? No. So blue blockers are these glasses. Oh, yeah, I've got to set some. you got to set Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what color are they? They're... Well, the frame's black. I don't know what the... They're usually orange. Oh, mine aren't. Yeah, okay. So they're usually yellow or orange. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah I, know, I know what you mean. To calm the farm down. Mm. Now, if you go back to our paleolithic stuff, yep. right, what were we doing in the evenings? Mm. Sitting around the campfire. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Who gets sleepy when they go camping looking at the campfire? 100%. Everyone. Yeah. Why is that? Orange stimulates the melatonin. There you go. Right? So, yeah, wow. So, oh, maybe we should be sitting around the campfire at night. And we all know, yeah. when you go camping, like you feel like it's midnight. You swear it's yeah, midnight. Yeah, it's like seven. Five past seven. <laughs> like, I'm cactus. I'm done. I'm, I'm going, going to, bed, to bed, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's some things you can do to hack that circadian rhythm. Yep. You do want to spike it at the start of the day. Mm. And then you do want to get it to drop. And so you want to use those things like um, blue blockers and yep. um, have good hygiene around your screens, that yep. sort of thing. Absolutely. Magnesium's a, a simple one. Right? Yeah. A simple one. People know about it, but are they using it? Yeah, true. Use it. Use your friggin' magnesium. Mm. Um, and then there's herbs like ashwagandha and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Turmeric is amazing yep. um, to use in the evening just to help get that hormonal profile doing a circadian rhythm again. Yep. Yep. Um, of course, getting adjusted is going to help facilitate the nervous system to respond to those patterns absolutely right? to respond to the herbs to respond mm. to the nutrition to of respond course. to the light all that sort of stuff get all your ducks in a row and then you're going to have a better result 100 percent. yeah absolutely 100%. so that was the fast version of my <laughs> my take on some of the sleep stuff absolutely oh, look it makes sense you know and as i said at the start everyone's so stressed so impatient so much going on that sleep tends to take a backward step doesn't it oh you know. My like one of my idols is is Arnold, right? Yeah. This, this probably isn't a surprise to your audience, yeah. but um, and he's famous for saying, you know, like you got eight hours at work, eight hours you should be working on yourself or your yep. projects, and eight hours sleep. And he's like, if you have to sleep eight hours, I'm telling you to sleep faster. <laughs> 
That was Arnold. So yeah. I've lived by that for so long. Yeah. And I'll admit, I'm not sleeping enough. Yeah. I'm not sleeping enough. Yeah. It is um, very hard, particularly when you there's so much going on. So but, much going on. But at what detriment, at what risk, at what price well, are you paying? We know. We know. So this generation coming through... Mm. So we're talking about those who are probably in their 20s now because yep. of their sleep deprivation and because of their lifestyle yep. that they have a lower life expectancy than us. Yeah, yeah, that's So true. there's a chance that we will outlive the generation coming behind oh, us. Oh, that's scary, isn't it? Right? Yeah. That's the detriment. Yeah, That's absolutely. the detriment. Yeah, it's know. generational. Generational. Scary, scary stuff. Um. So we've, we've touched on this and, and I, this was another reason I came to you because I've obviously got clear kyphosis. So posture correction, obviously that's something that is very much in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but it's not so much kyphosis, it's lordosis as well and even um, scoliosis Yeah. It are things that you can, again, adjust over time, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Look, I say management because yeah. some sometimes a ship has sailed. Yes. Um, we have... Much more significant impact in someone who's still growing. Yes. Right? There's more, more time, more cells to adapt. Of course. Um, so I definitely work with a lot of kids and mm. um, teenagers uh, to work on that sort of scenario where we can make significant changes to those, yep. those curves. Yep. Um, when we become adults and there's, there's less ability to adapt, doesn't mean we can't. There's just less ability to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, we can still make shifts particularly in the neck because there's less other supporting structures there. Okay. The, the thoracic um, or the, the mid-back for people at home, uh, that's tougher to shift because the rib cage has kind of tightened up as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yep. It acts as scaffold, kind of locks everything yeah, in. Yeah, good way to put it. Doesn't mean it can't move because mm. it should move a lot. Like yep. you're breathing in and out 16 times a minute, 22,000 times a day. Yeah. So it should move a lot, but it can be a limiting factor. Mm. Um, and then the lumbar spine does have capacity to move um, a bit more than the thoracic or mm. the mid-back. Um, and, yeah, no, we work on that quite a bit. That's a lot more – yeah, I tell you what, that's a lot more, um, in my opinion, and I haven't really looked at the research, but in my opinion, those who are lifting and lifting regularly yep. tend to have a better uh, outcome with postural changes into the low back. Okay. Right? And we're talking – you know, one of the best rehab exercises, and I'm not saying do this first off the rank, yep. but one of the best long-term exercises for low back issues, the deadlift. Um, 100%. Yeah. Deadlift. You know, the amount of people that uh, are freaked out because they think they hurt their back on a deadlift. Yep. Or maybe they did. Maybe well, they, they could did. just due to poor technique, yeah. Poor technique, yeah. right? Or, like, more importantly, biting off more than you can chew yeah. too soon. Yeah. Right? There's a conditioning thing. component to all of that. Of course there is, yeah. Because if you look at the guy lifting the heaviest deadlift in the world, mm. he ain't lifting it with a flat back. No, no, he's not. There's he's, flexion in the spot. He's there's a lot of flexion. Yeah. But let's put that in perspective. Yeah. He didn't walk up to that on his first day. <laughs> Hell and no. Think, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna lift the heaviest barbell in the world. Yeah. Here. He spent years getting there. Yeah, that's right. So his tissues, his ligaments, his tendons, his muscles, mm. his bones have adapted to that stress. Yep. Right? Maybe his vascular com- uh, compliance didn't because he bled out the nose. Oh, that was... Um, Eddie Hall, wasn't it? Yeah, Eddie Hall, yeah, 500 kilo. Um, that, was, yeah. that was amazing, yeah. That was incredible. But yeah. he was conditioned for that, right? Correct, yes. Um, so, but I still believe the deadlift, like those, there's seven... This is other stuff I've done is functional movement. Mm. 
But the seven primary planes of movement we should be able to do as a human species includes deadlifts. Yep. Squats. Yep. Inline lunges. Mm. Like all these rotational movements that we should be able to do. Yeah. Just take some conditioning though. It does, yeah. So I'll see people respond best to low back changes in posture who are lifting. Yeah, right? okay. Or swimming is the only other one that kind of makes oh, a significant difference. Yeah, I, okay. I don't know why. Like yeah. maybe there's a, a lower weight bearing component, but still be. time under tension. Yes. Um, but I do know if someone started swimming, I can tell when they come in. I'm like, there's the, the, the postural tone is just way more symmetrical. Wow. Way easy to work with. And that's, I mean, that's just um, from observation, mm. and that's anecdotal. Yep. Like I wouldn't say that there's some high quality research out there. No, no, no. That's but just, yeah. just me observing. Yeah. Swimming is probably one of the most significant changes someone can do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so postural stuff. Yeah, it can, again, consistency is the key, mm-hmm. making sure it's part of a, a ritual. Mm. And I choose that word carefully as well. Yeah, okay. Right? Because ritual is something you want to do. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, routine, mm. that's something you have to do. Yes. And right? there's generally resistance there's to There's resistance to it. Like, yeah. oh, I have to do my exercise. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You'll never get there if you have to do your exercises. <laughs> that's right? right. If you want to do your exercise, damn, you're going to get there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, there's a mental shift in that. So, Big make time. part of your ritual yep. or your good daily habits mm. and, yeah, you'll get you'll get change. Just like you see in, in, in this space here. Yeah. People who are consistent, people who trust the training and trust the process, they'll get predictable outcomes. That's right. It's predictable. It is. It is very much predictable. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we can make significant differences. Yeah. The, the reality is, if I'm seeing someone a couple of times um, a week, usually in the intense phase, the initial phase, where we're trying to stop what I call... Um, the momentum in the wrong direction. Okay. That's a whole idea of the, the intensive phase at the start. Let's stop that impetus mm. in that direction. Yep. And buy some time so we can shift directions. Yeah, okay. Right? To slow a moving car takes some energy. Yep. Right? And then you have to do the U-turn. Yes. Right? That's yeah. that's kind of how I see the starter care. Mm. But that U-turn, that's usually the, the, the point where people think they're finished no, you just you just brought the car to a halt. Now <laughs> yeah. you have to turn it around. Yeah, head the other that's, direction. And that's where like physio, that's where weight training comes in, in mm. my opinion. We're still getting adjusted because guess what? That physical stimulus on your immune uh, on your nervous system, yep. it's gonna cause stress. Yeah. You still have is. to manage that stress. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Through good mindset, emotional, mm. good nutrition, yep. good physical activity. There you right? go. So keep Hopefully that answers the postural. It stuff. does, mate. No, very much so. Very much so. Um, I think we've, geez, that we've covered some good content there. Um, I reckon we'll um, we'll wrap it up on that. But do you want to do you want to plug your business, Silverback? Actually, how did you come up with that name? I've always I've been oh yeah, you wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Did I meet a Silverback in the wild? Well, I don't know. Did I you? wish that was the story. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you, you could tell a, a, a fake story. I wrestled <laughs> and, you know, one jumped at the, the barrier at the zoo or something. Um. No, so um, when I went from that transition of being um, an audio engineer to chiropractic, mm. I went and did some work at a um, uh, chain called Strathfield Car Audio. Okay. And that was a stage where I'd, I'd really hooked into training and like I was like, I wanted to be big. And 
Um, so I did, you know, like I, I lost quite a lot of weight from the yep. 115 kilos um, down to about 90. And then I was like, let's put some back on, right? Like I want to get huge. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, did that and um, it was notable the size my back had got. Yeah, right. So I was working at Strathfield Car Radio in Inaloo, mm. which is a suburb in Western Australia. Um, and the, the team at Strathfield Car Radio called me the biggest back in Inaloo. Because right? I, I would do dips between the like shelves, oh, right, do chin yeah. ups on whatever bar I could find, and so I had this massive lat lat spread. Yeah, right. So they called me the biggest back in Inaloo for the longest time. Yeah. I was driving a like offensively yellow Subaru L Series wagon. <laughs> um, it was great, and I kitted out with like, the, the full sound system oh, from Strathfield Car Radio. Yeah. It was great. But it was a pretty old car, so it started rusting. But I was like, oh, I've got a regular job now. I can go get a new car. Mm. So this is, must have been about 2002. I bought a VRX Magna. Right. right? So it was, you know, the top end Magna yeah. with all the skirting, the trimming. <laughs> it was silver and it had the chrome mags. Ah, Okay. So I roll up into work and um, the biggest back of Inaloo suddenly became the silverback. The silverback. So that was my nickname oh. for the longest time. So I was, yeah, the silverback. Silverback horror. And so I, that name stuck with me for a while and even through um, uni because I was still training, lifting weights through uni. Love, love just resistance training. It's kind of my home. Yep. Um, and then sort of towards the end of university, like we started considering like the, these names for a business and... I'd gone to, um, I think we were in Switzerland, maybe Zurich Zoo, perhaps, and and um, and they had a family of silverbacks at the zoo. Oh, wow! Yeah, okay. And what was astonishing to me was like there was obviously the nest. That's what they call the group of gorillas, is mm. the nest. Um, and the silverback was there, and like obviously, p- like powerful, strong, yep. intimidating if you needed to be. Yep. But they had a baby silverback, oh, right. and he couldn't be any more nurturing. Like he looked after this little thing. He was gentle. Oh, he wow. was um, caring. Okay. And when he had to, he had to run off and like tell the teenagers off when he had to, right? <laughs> but um, he'd come back and make sure the the baby gorilla was was taken care of. Wow. And I was like, I love that. Right. Yeah. It can be strong and powerful, but nurturing at the same time. Yes. Like, what a cool name for a practice. There you go. Right? So, like, you've experienced my adjustments. They're strong and powerful. But yes. there's, like, 100% nurturing in, in that practice. Yeah. We're taking care of people and their families. 100% you are. Um, yeah. So, I'd love, to, I'd love to be associated with that side of a silverback gorilla yep. rather than someone who's beating his chest. Um, <laughs> so that's, do that if you wanted to. That's how the name silverback came up. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like the assimilation. Yeah, that's really cool. Unreal. So, you're at um, Batinia. Mountain right? Creek, Mountain Creek, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Creek. the um, what do they call it? The the it's technically Mountain Creek, but it's known as Brightwater. Brightwater, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Brightwater. Yeah. Um, so that's the um, what do they call it? Subdivision. Yeah. Of Mountain Creek. Suburb. Suburb. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, like so it's yeah. If yeah. you look it up, it's Mountain Creek. Yep. Um, and so that's on the Sunshine Coast for all your international listeners. Yep. Worth the trip, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Go to the uh, Adjustatorium and, and see Adam. Um, and you're on social media as well. People can find you on there as well, can't they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's under, yeah, Silverback Chiropractic on Facebook. Yep. There is Instagram. Yeah. Um, and we've got the website, yep. silverbackchiropractic.com. Yep. 
without the .au. No .au. No .au. No, I'm not a .au either, so yeah, you've got to make sure that that's correct. That's, yeah, because people get tripped up on it oh, all the time. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, big time. Then you end up getting some random website. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so last question I always ask a guest is a um, personality-based question. Who, who would you have over for dinner? So you can have anyone you like, fiction, non-fiction, dead or alive, um, to just basically sit down, have a meal, and good conversation. Good conversation. Yeah. The way you wrote this to me as well, I was yeah. like, who would you have for dinner? I was like, are we talking Hannibal Lecter stuff? <laughs> like, you could have <laughs> Hannibal Lecter if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, like, am I eating this well, person? Well, like, well, that's what I was like. Oh, that's probably how it was phrased, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, like, there's, there's multiple people and... Um, like for me, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. would be an amazing one. They're doing a doco. Um, I've on seen Netflix. that. Yeah, that's coming yeah, up. Three episodes. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to yeah. to seeing that. So that would definitely be someone. Mm. But I also thought about it from the point of view: who is willing to share? True. How? Like, I'm not saying Arnold's not, mm. but he was definitely a use him and then chuck Move him on. out yeah. kind of guy from yeah. his fantastic biography. Yes. Of, like, you know, he's spit them out you know? oh yeah um, but that's how he got to where he is of and course. so i'd always be interested in that conversation yep but as far as you know like like who would be willing to part that information like i look like i love michael jordan's mm. um story like but like would he be willing to tell me stuff i don't know, pay, I don't I know. yeah, yeah. It'd probably yeah. cost you like a, a franchise yeah <laughs> um but i thought you know like who's who's wowing me these days still is lebron james yeah you know and I've only ever watched LeBron from afar, but I know he's a nurturing, sharing kind of guy. He's got that team mentality. He does. You know, like yeah. Jordan and Kobe were always very, like, they were one-on-one mm. basketball players. Yes. And they did elevate their team because they asked their team to work yep. hard. Whereas I just kind of feel like LeBron would be amazing to have over because he gets the most out of his team mm. through more of a nurturing, sharing you know, the uh, rising tide floats all boats scenario. Yeah. Strong work ethic too. Strong work ethic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's got that, he's yeah. definitely got that mumba mentality, first yep. person in the gym, you know, like. And he, and he looks after himself too. Looks after himself. He, what is he now? 40. Was he 38? 38. 39 maybe. So to be playing at that level still. Yeah. You know, clearly he looks after himself. Because he's not on the decline. No, not at all. Not, no. not on the decline. Like, no. You know, to, to be at that level for 20 years, that's what I want to know. Like, yeah. what, what are your strategies? Yeah. What are you eating? Who looks after you? Yep. Um, I mean, that was stuff I wanted to ask Arnold too. Mm. It was like, you know, you travel a lot. You mm. get around the country. Like, obviously, like, there's got to be some time restrictions. Yes. So how do you optimize what you do? Yep. Like, what is your nutrition like? Who, who have you got in your corner? Yeah. Like, how do you get the rest? Like, yeah. how, what does that look like? 100%. Um, so I think LeBron James at this point in time would yeah. be someone I'd love to have over dinner so I could talk about that. There stuff. you go. Good answer. I like that. Unreal. Well, thank you very much, Adam. Do appreciate your time. And there was some incredible value in that. Um, and I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it I hope they um, find, yeah, find it and, interesting and yeah. oh absolutely and look if anyone's you know obviously wanting to reach out to Adam by all means do so I highly recommend him and his service and it certainly helped me at this point in time and uh, I've still got I don't know ages to go yeah. I'm not even I'm not even sure how long I've got left in terms of just the, the initial part but we'll keep coming, turning up I, I can't get used to the the back crack <laughs> the one where you you do the uh, yeah you oh, turn me yeah, over yeah, on the, yeah, yeah like yeah. you take ask me to breathe out then in or in and out and then it's just whack i don't know i, I brace still yeah yeah because you know it's coming but um i know it's good for me so yeah and this might be a bit too much information for everyone at home but um like 
Paul does have what looks like to be an, a previous injury in that part of his back. Oh, yeah. So we can't be sure, but it looks like there was a compression fracture at some stage. Mm. Paul kind of knows when it might have been. Mm. Um, but, of course, that's been there for a long time and there's going to be some apprehension around those those adjustments. Uh, and, you know, we're breaking up scar tissue, so it's, oh, it's not entirely comfortable around mm. those areas. Yeah, 100%. Um, but, yeah, that's the one that Paul's talking about. He does, <laughs> I know he braces. <laughs> you can probably tell. I changed my timing on it every time. I, come in, I, like, I go straight three, away. Three, two. Bang. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. On three? No, <laughs> we go on two. All right. Thanks very much, mate. Really appreciate it. And um, I'll, uh, this will go up on Monday and um, I'll put all the uh, contact information for your practice in here as well. Amazing. And, yeah. Thanks so much. No worries. This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomorereps.com.au. Well, I have to thank Dr. Adam for such a um, intriguing and high-value podcast. Like he shared a lot, and we could have talked for hours too, to be honest. Um, it, the chiropractic world is something I'm not that familiar with, but he has opened my eyes to many other modalities and many other ways of treatment, but also just um, better ways to further your own health and fitness to uh, achieve that optimal level that everyone is looking for. So um, highly recommend following him along. And if you're in need of a, a chiropractor, then please give Adam a shout on, at his practice at Silverback Chiropractic there in uh, Mountain Creek on the Sunshine Coast. Um, so if you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Obviously tag Silverback Chiropractic as well there on Instagram. And um, if you're interested in any of my coaching services or my new training app, jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.